This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by Farm Journal's Trust in Food Initiative and the America's Conservation Ag Movement. Learn more at trustinfood.com. Good Friday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. USDA's rollout of the market facilitation program set county-by-county payment rates for producers. Some of those producers like what they see. AgriPulse's Ben Nolly has more. Soybean producers are welcoming the Department of Agriculture's trade aid announcement to relieve producers financially from Chinese retaliatory tariffs. Kentucky soybean producer Davey Stevens is president of the American Soybean Association. He says no matter where soybean producers' farms are and what is planted there, they feel some relief from this assistance. We're thankful that the administration is seeing that farmers need relief and we need it quickly. It's a short-term fix. But definitely we need, we've got a lot of other things to get finished, uh, which would be our USMCA and, of course, our overall trade with China. Stevens says the producers he's talked to so far appreciate the department's efforts for determining payment rates. The government tried to make it as fair as for the, for the areas that were impacted. And those areas that were impacted, different ones were affected in different ways. And so how does that look and how do you determine who gets what? They, they looked and looked at weather, they looked at what initial planning reports were as they came in and in that way they could kind of understand how to move the conversation forward with, with that market facilitation program. Soybean producers have been in Washington, D.C. this week pushing policies surrounding trade, infrastructure and renewable fuels. For AgriPulse, I'm Ben Nully. California Farm Bureau members were in Washington this week to lobby members of Congress on how they see the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement. California Farm Bureau President Jamie Johansson tells AgriPulse the trip was important and timely. We put this plan together in about three weeks' time, and we thought, is that too quick of a time? Should we wait till the fall, you know, when there's more time to plan all this? And it really was the feeling was we need to get out there now, talk about USMCA as our congressional members go back on recess, go back to their districts. We know there'll be plenty of town hall meetings, there'll be plenty of interviews being done, and trade is going to be one of the top topics for them going back. So we want to equip them with the information that they know how important USMCA is. Farm Bureau members were joined by members of other California groups to hit every office in the state's congressional delegation. That included a chat with staff for House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, a visit Johansson says went well. We uh, got a really frank and open conversation that we really appreciated talking about um, just kind of some of the hurdles they have to get over. And as Speaker of the House, as leader of the House, her first job is to make sure that any bill coming to the floor, her caucus, her members are comfortable with it. So we had a good discussion with them, and she is familiar with California Ag, but she has to take care of her members out there. And so we really offered ourselves up and said, hey, use California Farm Bureau, the groups that are here, um, use us as a resource uh, with your members that have questions about agriculture. So, Farm Bureau members weren't the only Californians in Washington this week. There were also national FFA members from the state in town for the annual State Officer Summit. One of those members is national FFA President Luke O'Leary. He says the summit gave students a wide range of experiences. Uh, we're learning about advocacy, what that looks like to improve our messaging skills and be able to also implement those. We had Hill visits on Tuesday where all the state associations were able to meet with their state representatives and senators and um, able to actually put into practice everything that we're learning. I think it was a really uh, pivotal time for these FFA members to see that advocacy looks like things on the Capitol Hill as well as talking to random strangers on the street. And as they go home, they're able to do that as well in their state capitals as well as with everybody that they interact with during their year as a state officer. 
He says one experience in particular stands out from the event. I was uh, walking around the uh, Dirksen building of the, the Senate offices and I was able to help get different state officers where they needed to go and I just randomly walked into an elevator and I was, as I was standing in that elevator there was one man in there who was a complete stranger to me and he just turned to me and saw that I was wearing my jacket and he said thank you for what you're doing for farming. And I didn't know his name, he didn't know mine, he then got off the elevator um, and I thanked him for his compliments and, and I walked out of there thinking these FFA officers who are scattered across the Capitol Hill are making that exact same impression. They're showing people here in our nation's capital that we are advocating for agriculture and that we're making improvements that will last for years to come. And that's something pretty special I'm grateful for. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. The conservation seed has been planted and America's conservation ag movement is growing by the day. Do your part. Join Farm Journal's Trust in Food and the rest of the movement today. Find out how at trustinfood.com. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.